بودكاست لونشون فاير حلقة رقم 042 أول بودكاست كويتي متخصص ومهتم في عالم إدارة الأعمال والمشاريع الصغيرة والمتوسطة يقدم لكم محدثكم خالد الزنكي وهدفنا في البودكاست مساعدة كل من يدخل عالم إدارة الأعمال والبزنس علشان ينجح والحلقة هذه راح تكون باللغة الإنجليزية and this episode will be in English language At the beginning, we'd like to say thank you to all companies and organizations supporting and sponsoring Podcast Launch on Fire, Strategic Sponsor, Ministry of Youth Affairs of Kuwait, and the joint venture sponsor, Ali Ghanim Sons Automotive, and the golden sponsors, Asnan Tower and Ryug Restaurant. And we'd like to say thank you to all the media sponsors as well, Senscape, The City Magazine, Al-Alami Magazine, and Kuwaitia Newspaper. Okay, let's get started with our first ever English episode in Launch on Fire Business Podcast. I'm so excited today to introduce my guest, Jason Silsman. Jason, are you ready for the launch of this episode? I'm ready to launch. Awesome. First of all, I want to welcome you in Kuwait, and really we are excited to have you here and, and get to know some insights about small businesses and entrepreneurship, more specifically about startups. But first of all, how do you see Kuwait so far? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And I have to tell you that the people of Kuwait have been so hospitable and so beautiful and nice. Um, that inspires me to come back and to share every single bit of knowledge I have with them because I truly feel that Kuwait is going to uh, be very successful in the startup sector. First of all, let me introduce Jason. Jason Silsman is an American technology entrepreneur with a background in sales and marketing. Through his role as a CEO of LANYC and as a tech stars mentor, he advises hundreds of startups offering real-life practical application and marketing advice. He is considered as a must-know in the New York City entrepreneurial scene. I have given our listener just a quick overview about you. Jason, take a minute, tell us about yourself so our listeners get to know you better and give us an overview about your business. Sure. So um, my main business is Alley NYC, which is a co-working space in Midtown, New York City. Uh, we host startups of all sizes um, and we provide amenities to help their businesses grow. Um, aside from being CEO and founder of Alley NYC, I write for Entrepreneur. Um, which is Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, parent company to entrepreneur.com, um, as well as mentoring for Techstars, where I get to help very early stage startups in the idea phase to building their businesses uh, using, like you said before, practical application. Um, aside from that, we have a small fund. We invest in some of the startups that, we, uh, that come through the space that we get to know really well and believe in. Um, and being the CEO of Ali NYC, Um, it gives me access to a ton of different startups, so I get to mentor outside just being a Techstars mentor. Okay, awesome. I'm sure through your experience in dealing and working with small businesses and startups, you have noticed some of, let's say, the biggest mistakes that most of entrepreneurs do and make during their process of launching or starting their business. What do you think are the most common biggest mistake they fall into? So I think the, I think the most common mistake is... is the idea of failure. I think that many people that are first getting into the startup world are, are afraid or thinking about getting into the startup world rather are very afraid of failure. But um, when you get more experienced, you realize that failure really isn't failure. Failure 
are just signs that you're not going in the right direction and you need to change direction. Um, running a startup is much like a science experiment in the very beginning. You know, just because you don't have the right formula doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. Um, and I think that it's because of the media, the way they cover startups. I think that every it's kind of like watching a baseball game and watching the Yankees and thinking that it's easy. Um, but there's so much practice and 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 iteration and and over and over again to to become successful. Um, that it just it just it's not it doesn't happen overnight. One of my favorite sayings is, "It took me ten years to look like an overnight success." Mm-hmm. And I think that's number one. I think that the number one mistake that people made is being afraid of failure, where they should be accepting it. They should be accepting that it's part failure is part of the process to learn. I don't even like the word failure. <laughs> I, well, most of the people they don't like it. <laughs> well, stop uh, using it. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's just like maybe maybe it's just an experimental lesson they learned in the business. Right. It's not a failure. Right. It's a lesson. Jason, Jason, through the process of helping entrepreneurs and startups really grow their business and take it to the next level, I'm sure you have learned a lot of things and a lot of lessons has been discovered through the process of all the experiments that they have done. What is the number one lesson that you would uh, really highlight or advise entrepreneurs or startups to really take in consideration? I, I would advise, I advise very early stage startups to, to open up their ideas, to not work in a vacuum, to not be afraid of telling anybody else your ideas of getting feedback. Mm-hmm. I find that many early stage entrepreneurs are afraid that either they're going to be criticized for their ideas Or if their idea is good enough, it's going to be stolen from them. But without feedback, how would you know that you're onto the right idea? And I want to make it very clear. You know, when you have an idea, it's so much different than actually executing that idea. And it takes more than just an idea to run a business. You have to execute it. And the person that's going to steal your idea more than likely is not indicative of a person that's passionate enough to run through that whole idea. So the one thing is, Don't be afraid. If you're going to execute your idea, you want everybody to know about it. Tell everybody you know. Bring people in. But usually people are not comfortable of really sharing their idea before starting up their business. Yeah, and that's a mistake because how else will you know you're onto something? How else will you get encouragement that this is a good idea unless you're the only user? Mm-hmm. If you're the only user, then you don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> exactly. That's, that would be a big challenge for all our businesses to really look at into the opportunity of sharing and disclosing their idea. I usually advise people as well to really share their idea as much as possible and get feedback in order to make it better. And sometimes people that are not comfortable of getting you know, honest feedback. They want to always get people to say, oh, that's a great idea. It's an awesome idea. Go and do it. Right. But sometimes they are... You know, or most of the time they're not comfortable on disclosing it. Right, right. I think that learning different methodologies, like new methodologies to creating businesses, such as like lean methodology, is a very good thing to learn in the early stages of starting a business because it teaches you how to get answers, real answers, and not just because somebody likes you. You know, if you ask your family if you have a good idea, they're not going to want to hurt your feelings. True. So normally they're going to tell you you have a good idea, but that doesn't convert to an actual business. Mm-hmm. So learning lean methodology would teach you the questions to ask um, that aren't so leading. 
Speaking of family and speaking of encouragement from family members and entrepreneurs or maybe friends, usually we have in Kuwait a culture kind of not supporting entrepreneurship at all. So they are always afraid of people or their, you know, their sons and daughters to go and start up their own businesses. They'd rather, you know, work in the private sector or companies or mm. work in the government. What's your thoughts about that topic? My thought is that there's a solution to it. My thought is that community solves this problem. I would encourage everyone that wants to start a business in Kuwait and in any part of the world to get together locally and globally. There mm -hmm. are resources online. There are meetups in your area to go to. Uh, we are hosting a meetup together, mm -hmm. uh, the, the first ever Kuwait tech meetup. Mm -hmm. We're trying, and our goal is to bring people together mm -hmm. into a community of supported, like-minded people. You know, because obviously people that have not done, be, done this before are going to think you're crazy for starting a business <laughs> on True. your own, True. right? Because they haven't gone through it themselves. But you need to. You need to walk through that. If you're passionate about something and you want to do something, you know, life is so short. You know, you, you, you want to do it. You need to do it. And there's a ton of people who think that way. So the solution to this is connecting with those people so you can bounce ideas off each other and just be in a supportive environment that encourages you to take the next steps in your life towards building something you actually care about. That's, that's exactly what I've been, we've been doing and Launch on Fire. Uh, most of the entrepreneurs yeah. that we interviewed, it's not just an interview on the podcast. We bring them together into community to support each other and, the, and really collaborate and work together and support each other. So that's the main mission that we are trying to do. And through the KW Tech Startup Meetup that we are hosting on, on Tuesday in Gust University at 7 p.m., and everyone who's listening to the podcast, they are more than welcome to really join us and be part of this event. We look forward to really building up not just local community of entrepreneurs and startups, we're really looking forward to have kind of a global community for startups and really people supporting each yep. other rather than just working alone independently. I want to dive into a little bit of, of your story, Jason. Uh, I'm sure uh, in the past uh, 10 years or plus when you started your own business, you had kind of some of failure stories there you would like to share, I guess. Yeah. Would you share one of those stories and what lesson you learned from that story? Sure, I will sadly and proudly tell you my horror stories of starting a business. Um, so I started probably in my lifetime about 40 companies, 95% of which failed. <laughs> wow. But, the, but those are the lessons you learn to teach you what you succeed in. Um, so one story, um, my first tech company that I got involved with, we raised a million dollars um, to build an online business. And m myself and my co-founder were so positive about what we were doing. We were so positive about there was going to be a million people using our startup um, the climate was right for it. It was right when the, uh, the market crashed in the housing market, and it was an outlet to automate the flow of paperwork to apply for uh, bank assistance because the government at the time and the banks, it was a very arduous process to file these paperwork to get uh, assistance. So we came up with a great name. We got an investor who believed in us. We raised a million dollars, and we spent our whole time building building, 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 making it pretty and usable and, and not asking one person if they wanted to use this. We just knew that this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We opened up our doors and it was like crickets. We didn't get one user, <laughs> a million dollars spent. 
But what that taught me, and, and, and eventually the company didn't fail. The company today pivoted twice and the new business is in the middle of a series A financing. And the original team learned the biggest lesson possible, which is never develop anything in a vacuum. You know, stop the building, you know, meet people, interact with your users, get customer feedback as inexpensively as possible before you start building something. Because not only are you spending money, you are spending your time and your emotion. You know, it's very emotional to start a business. <laughs> this could be cr a crippling blow to some people. They will never, they'll, most people at this stage, they go back to work. You know, they go back to working for somebody. They go back to working for a big business. But we iterated on it and we learned the biggest lesson in the startup, which is to get out of the building. Don't build something that you don't know that people are going to want. And unfortunately, I know a lot of tech startups in Kuwait, they do the same thing. They just want to perfect the product without testing it, without getting feedback. And then when they go to the market, they really, you know, they are crushed. Yes. And they are actually shocked with what, what's happening in the market. Right. Uh, Jason, throughout your experience in running startups and, and, and really starting your own businesses, I'm sure you've been into a lot of experiments and you have a lot of lessons. What is the number one lesson you learned throughout your career? as an entrepreneur? Um, I think it just going back to it, it's, it's just learning how to iterate. It's learning lean. It's learning how to develop ideas around what people want. Um, it's also about business itself is not really about the business. It's about, it's about life. It's about what you want and what you're passionate about. And with that, it becomes something which I like to stress even more so, which is creating meaningful relationships. You know, there is there's something about a meaningful relationship that is completely priceless. And it's something that I've known that that past building your your Internet and your code and getting your users will stick with you forever. And amazing things happen when you develop meaningful relationships, sure. you know, through authenticity, um, through through being authentic um, and make establishing the right connections and just being a good person and sharing what you've learned. Um, it pays dividends in the end. What is the biggest aha moment you had while working with startups? So I think the biggest aha moment is, is basically this at the same time as the boom of startups in New York City. You know, I didn't re we didn't realize how quickly we were going to be successful. You know, I had a long strategy. All, all my, my, my research showed me with Ali NYC that we were going to be filled up you know, within six months, you know, within 35 days, we were completely full. And that was like, okay, we are definitely on to something. something. This is this is something even bigger than what we thought it was. I'm sure in the business nowadays, there is a lot of things happening in LA, NYC, and throughout your visit to Kuwait as well. I'm sure you are contributing uh, through a lot of different activities in cooperation with the United States Embassy in Kuwait. Tell us about a little bit about your visit to Kuwait and what is the main objective or outcome of really this visit? So I think the first thing is, it was when I first got here, it was really to learn how much value I can bring to the early stage startups and to the to the cultural climate here, you know, in Kuwait. So that was the first thing was to learn. Now that I've learned and I've met such brilliant people, you know, in the early stages of thinking about running their business, you know, my goal is to help facilitate a community around that, to leave Kuwait with something that got started 
that can you can build upon. Now, this is more than likely going to happen without me. I see what's going on. Uh, you yourself spoke at a, 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 uh, an event last night where I was on the other side of town at a different event. You know, that's very indicative of a town and a city that's about to be in a really good place startup-wise. Um, and really, it, and my, 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 my real goal overall would be to inspire not only the entrepreneurship in Kuwait, but other people to come to this region and to see how beautiful it is and to add value also into helping a new startup space take off. Mm-hmm. And I would love, I really love to see that happen. I think it's going to happen regardless of who comes here. Um, but I, I would really love to contribute to that. Awesome. Jason, you have told us a lot about New York uh, Tech Meetup and how the community grew from a few members till they reached 45,000 members. Tell us about your experience of being a very active member when it comes to the community over there. I am one of many people that attend the New York Tech Meetup, but it's an interesting story with the New York Tech Meetup. Um, The New York Tech Meetup started with one person going to an event, right? Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but New York it was not always known as a technology hub. I mean, it's very new to the technology sector. Um, Ten years ago, the New York Tech Meetup started with two people. Like I said before, one person showed up and one person hosted it. And now it's 40,000 people strong. Wow. So coming here, we thought, what would be the most relevant thing that we could do with our time here? And what would be like the big bang? So we thought getting people together uh, in, 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 in the fashion of which the New York Tech Meetup started would be very relevant to this time and date of what Kuwait is going through with their startups. You have all the events all around the city. You have different events in little pockets. But we want to create an event that everybody comes to. That, and, and that's very much like the New York Tech Meetup. That's why we cloned what they were doing on the Meetup site, creating the first ever Kuwait Tech Meetup, which is taking place on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I just want to reiterate to all your listeners, please come. If you're interested, in, it's not just about tech. If you're interested in anything entrepreneurial, please come and hang out with us. It's going to be really exciting. So that's how we're going to start this off. Awesome. Great. I'm sure you are so busy right now through your ventures and your businesses as well. What is keeping you busy at the moment? Everything. <laughs> everything. I, it's, it's just you want to do everything. You know, you, you're faced with all these opportunities. I love to write about startups. I love to attend. I can't go to every event. I love to do this. I'd love to be in every city and every country that, that everyone would have me. Um, you just can't, you know, you just can't do everything. You know, you, you I, I, I wish I could scale, you know, my, 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 my own self. You know? Well, this is the biggest challenge that, that most of entrepreneurs are facing. They have a lot of opportunities. They have a lot of projects and open doors to really take care of. But we end up really. Right. You have to pick and choose. Right. You have to focus. You can't. Sure. I like to say you can't boil the ocean. You know, you have to focus. Jason, I have a question for you. What was holding you back from starting your own business or becoming an entrepreneur? I think in the very beginning, if I were to think back, it would be my parents. You know, I I think that the general idea is that you go to school, you know, for a certain number of years, you get out of school and you get a job and you work for someone and you have a stable life and you get married and you have kids and you live happily ever after. I think breaking that cultural, 
that 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 breaking that idea was the most difficult thing to do in the very beginning because when I did it, the startup wasn't even a word, you know. So it was it, there was no such thing as starting your own business. It was really it was not indicative of the way we lived life. So getting getting through that and getting over that was was the hardest part back then. That was back in which year? Oh, uh, so I was 17 years old. I'm 36. <laughs> you knew your audience knows way too much about me already. Um, so I, the 90s, uh, 96, 97, around there. Yeah. My math oh, is right. Never, never do math on, yeah, on stage. Don't, don't ask me to do math on the spot. <laughs> Jason, during running your own business in the past years, what was the best advice you ever received in running your own business? Oh, Wow. I've got so much great advice over the years. Um, this too shall pass. You know, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love sayings, you know. My grandfather was really into sayings. And I took a lot with me. But, you know, knowing that, you know, whatever you're going through. You know, listen, in the startup world, the you know as well as I do. You know, one day is the best day of your life. Followed by the worst day of your life. You know, the, the roller coaster is, 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 is so much up there. And... Um, You just gotta, you have to be strong. And knowing that, it, look, if it was easy, everybody would do it. True. You know, so just to battle through it, you know, to work through it. And that took a supportive environment. And that's what I true, that's why community is, is one of my biggest passions. Speaking of passion for people and entrepreneurs that really inspire people and, and, and actually keep them on the edge of really becoming successful, what do you think the role of passion in, in business So I don't think you should do anything unless you're passionate about it, you know, because it becomes, you're not going to make money for a while. So if your goal, your whole goal is to make money, you could throw that out the door. I mean, yes, yeah, some people get lucky, but again, you know, everybody looks like successful from the outside. You don't know what they're going through. You need something else to get you through those sleepless nights. You need something else that's going to get you through worrying about how you're going to make your rent. And that is passion. You have to love and be very respectful of what you're doing. Because without that, you are not going to be able to go through that door. One of the things that we have noticed over here, a lot of people that are starting businesses just because they want to start a business. So mm-hmm. they don't have a passion. And sometimes their focus is not money. They just want to go and show up and say, I have a business. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest challenges that we are facing over here in Kuwait nowadays. That's see a lot of yeah. businesses, they are failing so fast. And more of 95% of the businesses they fail that we have seen so far. Yeah. And I believe one of the things that you said is, is concrete because that's exactly a biggest challenge. A lot of people starting businesses with almost no passion. Jason, through your experience in running businesses and helping small businesses and a startup, do you see most of the businesses, they are service-oriented or product-oriented. I, You know, this is what's happening in Kuwait. Most of the businesses, they're kind of really service-oriented. I don't know much about New York, but, you know, what is your thought about that? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's sexy and non-sexy startup, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, like, the forward-facing consumer products that everybody knows about, and then you have the products that are behind the scene, helping manufacturing, helping finance, Um, helping education. Um, I love those sectors, you know, that are unsexy because it's not, yeah, you might not have a billion dollar valuation, but you're solving a real problem that's going to aid in our future, right? Um, but at the same time, 
there's something to be said about companies like Airbnb, like Uber, you know, collaborative consumption, you know, using less of something, making things more affordable, creating opportunity where it used to cost, you know, cost money. Um, So um, I, I think that regardless of any trend, regardless of any market, the attention that startups are getting is always good, you know. Just like your problem, you say in Kuwait, how 95% of startups fail, it's the same in New York. Everybody's starting a business just to say they have a startup. It's the same in San Francisco. There, you can't go into, you can't walk down the street without bumping into a startup founder. Not everybody's going to be successful. That's right. Awesome. Jason, since you write for Entrepreneur Magazine, I'm sure you stumble upon a lot of great resources, articles, and books. If I ask you what are the the top three books, I would say highly recommended books that you recommend for Launch on Fire podcast listeners. Sure. So I love Alexis Ohanian's book. If those of you are not familiar with who Alexis Ohanian is, um, he is the founder of Reddit. Um, he was very early stage. He was in the first class of Y Combinator, which came out with companies like Dropbox, Airbnb. Um, he wrote a book without their permission, which is absolutely amazing. Um, it really goes into how vast the internet is and how he started. It's really a personal story about his um, about his his failures and his pivots and how successful he's become. Um, the second book I would highly recommend um, is The Lean Startup. You know, Eric Reese's book, The Lean Startup. It's a definite must-have among young entrepreneurs. Um, it goes over how simply how to va- the the lean methodology and how to validate your idea, how to do user testing and focus group uh, testing to iterate and to build your product without building. You know, get out of the building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing that's cost me a million dollars to learn is in a fifteen-dollar book that you can get on Amazon. Wow, which is pretty cool. Um, and then the next book I would say that I've recently read, I really love the book, The Power of Habit. Um, it's, it's, it really teaches you that your normal, your normal trends can be overcome and the, can, can, you can overcome. So if you have uh, a problem with staying focused, if you have a problem with organizational skills, these are all things that very simple changes you make in your life can, 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 can make the difference. Okay, let me ask you this question. What is the number one habit that had contributed into your success in business or still contributes? Uh, Getting out of my shell and meeting people, talking to everybody, you know, learning what's going on in somebody's life and being authentic with them. Awesome. Jason, if an investor walks in your office with $1 million, what the first thing you would do before accepting that cash or the first investment that you would make with that money? Um, well, I would probably tell them to diversify. You know, I, I give the same advice to every investor that wants to get into the startup world. I would look at potentially opening up some type of accelerator program so you could spread your money across if you're looking to get into early stage startups. So this way, you're not just investing in one startup, you can invest in 100 startups, depending on how much money you'd like to give the startups. Um, you know, get really smart people around you to help you uh, manage the money and manage the startups. And, diver- and I think that's a really good way of diversifying your funds. Awesome. We have reached the end of our interview, Jason. I'm really excited and having fun. But let me ask you of one thing that you would share with the listeners of Podcast Launch on Fire. 
Well, two things. First off, I again want to thank you for being on this program, and I want to thank the amazing people of Kuwait, the United States State Department, for having me. Um, and lastly, to come to the Kuwait to first ever Kuwait Tech Meetup on Tuesday, um, I think that you yourself, your listeners, will be part of history for signing up at this early stage because I hypothesize that a year from now you're going to have even more members than the New York Tech Meetup. Wow. Um, so go to, go online, go to meetup.com, and look up the Kuwait Tech Meetup. Um, you could follow us on Instagram. I believe it's the Kuwait Tech Meetup on yeah, Instagram. K- K- KW Tech Meetup. KW Tech Meetup. And also follow the U.S. Embassy on Instagram as well, which is U.S. Embassy Q8. Um, to see all our pictures and updates and to follow the story around. And lastly, look for our entrepreneur article and video that my good friend and videographer Rob Gregson, who's holding a video camera right now, capturing every moment, is capturing for Entrepreneur Media. Can't, can't wait to see his video. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and just come hang out. Jason, how can our listeners really reach you online or actually get in touch with you? So during my time here, we have a hashtag set up, which is Jason in Q8. Um, but anybody can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm most accessible on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Saltzman, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N, Jason, um, J-A-S-O-N. So that's at Saltzman Jason on Twitter. Tweet at me anytime. I'm very uh, engaging on Twitter. Follow me and let's, uh, let's talk. On behalf of Launch on Fire sponsors and audience and listeners as well, we would like to really thank you for your time and the investment that you are putting in Kuwait in cooperation with U.S. Embassy in Kuwait. And we hope you enjoy your stay in Kuwait. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Now we've reached the end of the episode from the podcast Launch on Fire, which is specialized in the world of work and small businesses and small البودكاست موجود في الايتونز وتقدرون تتابعون حلقاتنا وتسوون سبسكرايب من خلال برنامج بودكاست الموجود في الاب ستور لاجهزه الايفون والايباد والايباد بالاضافه الى برنامج ستيتشر الموجود لكل الاجهزه او عن طريق موقع البودكاست launchonfire.com وهم تابعوا حساباتنا في مواقع التواصل الاجتماعي @launchonfire وإذا عندكم أحد مهتم في إدارة الأعمال والمشاريع الصغيرة المتوسطة دزوا له لينك الموقع أو سووا له منشن في مواقع التواصل الاجتماعي ونلقاكم إن شاء الله في الحلقة الجاية